my deepest and most fervent intention and prayer is to be an open and structured channel for unconditional love as the organic unfolding of Rosie. This is episode number two, and as I'm reflecting on episode number one, I'm feeling called to share for episode two on topics of perfectionism and being okay, feeling okay with where we're at, no matter where that is. Uh, learning to to be with and to love and appreciate the nuance. And with those ideas, learning to love more fully all of our past and future selves, as well as our as our present moment self. And I've I found for me that the practice of learning to love my past selves and my future selves more fully offers me greater greater peace and love and joy for who I am in the moment. I I'm someone who has grown through quite a lot of perfectionistic tendencies, quite a lot of rigidity, a lot of complying with ideas that I felt compelled to, I felt that I had to be certain ways, that I should be certain ways. And on my journey, I've learned to break down a lot of those shoulds and those have-tos from a place of recognizing that, uh, <laughs> the, well, I don't, I don't have to do anything except one day transition from this energetic form into, into another. So, so one day... One day, my body will die, will pass, will uh, trans. That energy will be transmuted into some other form. And there are even those uh, those people who question whether or not that is a have to. I'm open. I'm open to the idea that I could live forever, quote unquote, quote unquote. Although I don't know that I would want to. I, I, I have desire to live for some hundreds of years. Longer than that, I, 
I imagine it would start to feel less meaningful to live life. Something that gives infinite value to each moment that we have here as humans is our 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 terminality. That sounds like a good word for that place, although I'm not sure if it's uh, a dictionary word. It may be a rose word. There are many airplanes in the background of my experience at the moment. Perhaps I'll, I'll cut them out uh, of the final podcast. And perhaps anyone who listens to this can have the choice to either skip over them or join me in listening to that uh, other part of the human experience. I deeply enjoy being present. And I've heard it's becoming a more common saying or understanding, I find, that when when I am present, I am joyful. When I'm present, I'm peaceful. When I'm present, I'm I'm generally happy. I'm at least content. And this is because there's very rarely, if you notice in your own life, there's very rarely anything in the immediate moment to fear. We do experience fear and, for example, worry to a... a, a relatively small extent in ways that are helpful for us. Uh, we experience true fear in moments where it's smarter to run away, perhaps, or to fight. We experience helpful worry in the moments that we note what we're worrying about and we use that worry as motivation to take action to bring us closer to what we desire. Many of us, though, have learned uh, through childhood and adolescence and now as adults, many of us are carrying incessant fear and incessant worrying, or at least an abundance of it, that, that is neither helpful nor necessary, and in my experience is quite limiting to experiencing a life that is enjoyable. Why would we enjoy life if always we are anxious about the future and sad about the past? And so I find that being in the present moment which is a practice of being in my body, feeling grounded, being aware but not overwhelmed by my sensorial experience. Sensorial meaning in and, th- in and through the body. Uh, so taste, sight, smell, sound, hearing. I said hearing twice. Taste, sight, smell, sound. 
and touch, my favorite. <laughs> ah, so those senses, as well as our internal feelings, being able to feel the somatic experience of the leg, of the pelvis, of the fingers, and, and to be able to feel the, the electric currents moving through them, to feel all kinds of sensations, pleasure, pain, uh, everything in between. So this is what I mean by presence. I mean being very engrossed in the present moment experience. So maybe that's being very engrossed in a conversation while still being present with the body. Maybe that's uh, what I'm doing right now, sitting on a, a grassy hill at a park, feeling the soft grass beneath me and seeing the beautiful, beautiful little valley. I was surrounded by trees with squirrels and birds. And being present with this process of expressing myself in a way that is clear and purposeful and loving and trusting that in following that impulse to create in this way that fruit will come of it. And I can't know what that fruit will be. I can, though, learn to trust that there will be fruit and that I will be able to refine my approach to gardening based on the fruit that I reap from any particular Mm, planting, per se. Hello, airplane! I find it, I find it comical. More and more in life, I, I'm really enjoying laughing and enjoying Enjoying giving myself permission to laugh, permission to smile, permission to be light. And as someone who can be very in tune with the feelings, the emotional experiences, the sensorial experiences of, of myself and of other people, the process of... of being light has required that I transmute much of my own shadow, at least that I see it clearly, more and more clearly, so that I can be, be with that same shadow when it arises in me in later, in later points in time, when I notice it in other people, when I notice it in the world. And in, in being able to notice without reacting, I give myself space to wisely respond. Which feels good to me. It feels, it feels much better to walk away from a conversation having responded wisely, whether that conversation is with myself or other, uh, another it feels much better to have responded wisely than to have reacted. 
and and gotten caught up in in the illusion and the chaos and the drama of of separation uh, of loneliness of of lacking uh, of sin per se and i found that these practices of being present and responding uh, gradually more and more instead of being reactive. I found that these practices have facilitated me letting go of perfectionism and this tendency to only create perfectly that I that I used to be very attached to. <laughs> there is a man singing over here. I love that. I love that. And there and there's a a woman rollerblading. Play is so so rich. So such a rich experience. If there like any if there's if there was just like one piece of advice that I to off that I wanted to offer to people just one it would be play more play more play more in your mind play more in the world give yourself permission to play it might it might surprise you how that how well that facilitates better work ethic and uh, and and creating more enjoyable work So this shadow of perfectionism over time showed me uh, its own limitations, my own limitations in creating with such a rigid framework that said that I would already know what the final result looked like and that I could, I could just make that because I knew what it was. And learning to trust the creative process, creating life, creating relationships, creating work, play, creating anything, creating myself as something more similar to creating a person. So, uh, so the conception of and, and bearing of and birthing of a child which I have not experienced firsthand in this life, is a process of, of letting go uh, to, to, to the extent of what I've observed and, and seen and been told. It is very much a process of learning to let go of control, of controlling this thing that, that one has brought into the world. I've heard and and I've held the belief for years that parenting is one of the most, if not the most, potent forms of 
or potent relationships for for shadow work because the areas that a person has not resolved within themselves they will inevitably project onto their children and children are are extremely in tune naturally we all are naturally very in tune and a child will react to a parent's shadow in a way that can illuminate that shadow very brightly for the parent if they're tuned in and and listening for that and so this process of parenting to me as as a, an outsider who doesn't have any children of my own but has has spent a lot of time with children and taken care of a lot of children and uh, acted as a behavioral therapist for a lot of children and studied a lot of things, whatever, whatever. Like, I got experience. <laughs> uh, my, my, pers- my growing perspective is that the process of parenting is, is very much one of letting go and of, of trusting and supporting what is happening organically for the child. Uh, such that they may have the most abundant, flourishing life possible. I don't know why any parent would want something other than that for their child. The most flourishing and abundant life, joyful life, satisfying life, fulfilling life. And in order to create something of that caliber, one must allow it to come into its own. So it's the same, I found it's the same for me with same process as as with parenting, but in creating other things. So writing or, or creating a, a character when I act, um, creating in relationships, that there's a, a space of trusting the organic nature of, of life to create in a way that is prosperous. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that with a monetary inflection. I mean it in the, in the purest sense. Maybe abundance is, is more accurate uh, in, that, in that position. Uh, life creates, organically creates abundance. The, the, the nature of the world is to, the nature of this world of this earth is to be abundant Uh, and and so much of that abundance is pushed away stuffed out taken for uh taken for granted i said stuffed out i'm not i i don't really exactly know what i meant by that but i mean more like repressed (laughs) is repressed is taken for granted is halted when we stop trusting that that is the nature of life (laughs) Um, so the past few hundred years, there's been, uh, oh, the, you know, this narrative zone, uh, not, you know, zone I say, but really it's just, it's come from different aspects of, of human evolution, but that have not been corrected as we've continued to evolve, um, culturally and specifically, especially culturally. Um, a few hundred years ago, you know, this idea that 
in in prehistory our ancestors were poor they had short lives they um were savages they were very uh combative and and conflict oriented and um you know all the like this very like kind of rugged rugged picture of prehistory that that has imprinted on so many of us this idea of of innate scarcity and competition and in our human experience and i i've loved especially over the past mm, year especially year and a half uh, i've loved the process of like stripping this down uh rewriting my understanding of history which which looks really different you know pulling from a lot of different like alternative perspectives of history some of which are becoming more mainstream that um that that understand that uh, there there is like innate innate abundance um in the world that that not um that we don't per se need to work as much to to be satisfied and happy as we do now and and we've created kind of this we've created this illusion of scarcity that's actually like created scarcity um and and classism and all these things that were actually very are actually very different from um you know, quote unquote prehistory hunter gatherer times, foraging times that were the bulk of human experience that ha- have been the bulk, the the significant uh, bulk of years of the human experience that were very prosperous, much more leisurely, uh, very abundant resources, um, minimal minimal conflict. Um, and I I've I've continued to see like this like this blaspheming of people in our past this um this rejection of how things were how it is to be more in touch with nature more rugged more um like accepting of one's body one's human body as being an animal an animal that has instincts and uh can be in touch with it, with nature with the weather with with oneself can actually like guide you like you can guide yourself like you actually don't need external authority to tell you what to do if you're in touch with your body because the because like like birds like wolves like um every other animal especially those that have not been domesticated and even those that have been to an extent we we have the natural inclination to yes stay alive but more than that we have the natural inclination to thrive in an interconnected community um and and when i say thrive that does include eating well and sleeping well and 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 it also includes things like playing and having fruitful relationships and uh, and and being a part of community <laughs> Um, and having developing that level of trust in in self and me to lead me in in your ability to lead you breaks through a lot of the layers that 
tend to keep us stuck in the past or stuck in the future. If I trust myself to myself, if I trust that I am okay where I'm at, like no matter where I'm at, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I, no matter where I'm at, I am capable of responding intelligently in a way that will uh, keep me safe without limiting my experience from from growth and challenge and the ways that I desire uh, building the sense of of I can take care of myself well and and yes are there things that I can do better with help totally absolutely and who is the person who is asking for help because if you don't know yourself you're going to be asking for all kinds of help that you do not need. At least that was my experience, was that I, I learned to ask for help from people as a person who didn't know myself. And what that gave me was help that I didn't really need or want. Um, and it was still helpful because that, that kind of help, that kind of feedback offered me a... A, a, a background on which to reflect and learn more about who I am. Yeah. And, and that's why I stress this, or, or why I'm so enthusiastic about this concept of learning to trust oneself and to guide oneself and to lead oneself is because, yes, we all want help with things. And who is asking for help? Only you knows. Only you know you. Only I know me. If I'm asking for help in a way that is not, you know, best for Rosie, then I'm screwing myself. And not in a good way. Not in a pleasurable way. I'm watching as squirrel very slowly creep down this hill. He has a little acorn in his mouth. When was the last time you did that? That you went out and sat in nature and just watched it? I find it to be incredibly cathartic. It helps me understand how uh, how how duly significant and insignificant I am, and that's a powerful thing. That feels good. I feel like I'm I'm reaching closure on this topic. Before I hop off, I'll share a couple of practices that I've used to increase presence in my life. Yeah. One that's been really crucial is, uh, I'll, I'll offer it as a category, an umbrella term, somatic experiencing or somatic therapies, a whole variety of practices, including different kinds of breath work, uh, different kinds of practices to encourage body awareness so that as I'm moving through life, I'm present with, I'm yes, I'm still present with my mind. I find that most people are largely present with their mind. 
and I'm so present with that. And I'm also present with my feel and my emotions. Yes. And I'm also present with what's outside of me and I'm present with my body and, and the body is just increasingly fruitful. Um, body awareness is, is a practice that will uh, for me, has brought more and more fruit, the more and more I put into it. And really it requires very little, very little. And it's, it's simple, but not easy, especially uh, for anyone who has uh, experienced trauma, um, somatic therapies are in my in my experience one of the best tools to facilitate post-traumatic growth uh, so that's that's an alternative um, or or at least something that post-traumatic stress can be converted to that recognizes that we have the potential to grow through very challenging experiences. We have the potential to transmute those challenging experiences in a way that is empowering to us and to those around us. Mindfulness practices have been another cornerstone of my process of learning to be more present. So, a very you know, stereotypical basic practice that I, I've enjoyed investing in is is sitting. Well, so when I started, first started, I I would lay down. Uh, now I sit cross-legged, generally trying to sit with my hips higher than my knees, so that will be more comfortable um, over longer periods of time, especially. Uh, and sitting, and I usually, well, if I'm doing mindfulness meditation, I'm using my breath as the anchor almost always, and practicing just being present with my breath. Sometimes my eyes are open, sometimes they aren't. Uh, I've done periods of with each stretches where I, my eyes would always be open, stretches where my eyes would always be closed. Uh, I, I enjoy giving myself a lot of flexibility in my practices and, and being aware more of the overall goal. Like my overall goals are to be fully me, honestly me, to enjoy life, to create a life that I feel fulfilled by, uh, and to so to experience more more peace and more pleasure, um, and then and then like just after that, like I would say, or or with that, it's it's this idea of enlightened self interest again, where I recognize that however I am will will spread per se to whatever is um whatever resonates with it um so 
And so I want it to be something that is maximally harmonious while also being maximally having ma have having max maxim <laughs> maximum <laughs> having maximum integrity. So I don't want to be like harmonious with everyone because I'm changing everywhere I go to like people please everyone. That's that's not harmony. That's that that leaves a lot of 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 dissonance inside a person. Uh, a lot of wondering who am I really? I want to be and and for me this way is being loving and peaceful uh and 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 joyful uh, to the extent that feels authentic in each situation. I want to be in such a way that elicits more of those things from others to the degree of course that that they want them because um, I don't have authority over anyone else. I I hope that other people want to experience more peace and joy and um, ultimately I I I ultimately I I want for everyone what they want for themselves and while I have ideas about what we all want at our core I have no no way to to validate such things I'm not living your experience So the process of learning to be present for me has has been one of allowing more peace, joy, love, pleasure to uh, to 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 be with me, and so that I can be that way in relationship, and so that for those who um, you know resonate with that, for those who feel like authenticity in experiencing me in relationship they're like yeah that's real i want i want me some of that you know like uh, i you know i i'm i want to be that example of what can be just like i've seen so many examples of what can be uh, that that inspire me to open up to all that i all that i want to be And the the gradual understanding that becoming me is is a process of letting go is a, a is a is a process that has birthing pains and things that I can't control and uh, a deeper truth that is greater than me than than what my human experience can conceptualize in this moment coming to those understandings over time has released this idea that that i am i will be perfect one day and i'm not now and back then i was bleh <laughs> like like i'm always i've always been beautiful i've always been beautiful i've got and i've gotten to experience that beauty in a variety of ways that have allowed me to embrace it more fully to shine light on it more fully
giving me more resources to shed light on others, to be a light for others. Through being a light for myself. So here's to you and here's to me. And here's to the one self, our collective. Uh, that we may trust ourselves enough to shine a little more light on what's going on inside of us than we did yesterday. Here's to this airplane. And here's to our, our ability to amplify our own light that we may amplify the light of the world.